Hello, today we are going over on the doctrine of humanity, vice regents. The verses for it is Psalms 45, 16 through 17. Your sons will take the place of your fathers. You will make them princes throughout the land. I will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. The author writes, most of us assume that reigning is a job for a select group of individuals like presidents, kings, queens, and the like. Not everyone has the ability to rule over a domain, right? Wrong. Scripture tells us that God created us all to reign. God created us in his image and wanted us to be his vice regents on earth, subordinate uh, subordinate rules who would represent him and rule over on his behalf. However, Adam and Eve failed in this calling, and humanity's relationship to creation and its rule over creation is now frustrated. Humanity departed from God's original intention and wreaked havoc and chaos throughout all creation. In Christ, however, humanity's vice regency has been redeemed, and those who are united to him participate in his reign. Not only are we citizens in the kingdom of God, we also live and work to advance it. The theme of the kingdom of God is one of the most significant concepts developed in the Bible. Yet the concept of God's kingdom can be confusing and seem irrelevant to our daily lives. For example, the Lord's Prayer, we encounter the petition, Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew 6.10. What exactly are we asking for? Are we suggesting that God doesn't reign on earth and he does in heaven? Yet we know his reign has never ended even after the fall. God reigns supreme over all creation. This Answer The answer to this question becomes clearer as we understand the gospel and its relation to the doctrine of humanity as God's vice regent. When Jesus began his public ministry, he said, The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Jesus was essentially saying that for the very first time since the fall, a human being was fulfilling the mandate of being God's vice regent. Theologian Dan McCartney discusses the significance of Christ's work in restoring humanity's vice regency. He says, before his incarnation, the eternal son was not a man, and thus did not rule as a man. Philippians 2, for example, speaks of the precarnate Christ as equal with God. However, Christ received the name above every name, and the homage of every knee and tongue only after, and as reward for his incarnation, suffering, and death. Similarly, Colossians 1, 15 through 20, speaks of Christ as the firstborn of all creation, because all things were created in him, but he is the head of the church, because he is the firstborn from the dead, having reconciled to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven making peace by the blood of his cross. Hebrews 2.9 states that Jesus was made for a little while lower than the angels, so that everything might be subject to him. He being crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, 
in Romans 1, 3 through 4, speaks of Jesus being appointed Son of God and power, which is not a declaration of his eternal sonship, but his instatement as man to the position of sovereignty. McCartney says the exaltation of Jesus as a man explains how the reign of God has come to a new way. The coming of the kingdom, the arrival of God's sovereign reign, is not a reinstatement of God's sovereign exercise of power to accomplish his purpose, which has always been true, but rather the reinstatement of the original intent, divine order for the earth, with man properly situated as God's vice-regent. Jesus, who was and is fully God and fully man, restored humanity's calling and reinstated God's proper reign over the earth. So when we pray for God's kingdom to come, we are not praying for a reinstatement of God's sovereignty as it already, as if it didn't already exist. No, we are praying that his reign come in its fullness, and that is something we are invited to participate in. We are his vessels, his chosen instrument. We get to act as his vice regents in bringing order to this world and ruling over it. The world in which we live can often feel so unpredictable and unstable. Whether we face the fear of losing our jobs or work for an unpredictable boss who creates a stressful work environment, we need not worry. We find ourselves shrinking back in fear or intimidation. We need only remember that our vice regency has been restored in Christ. We are created to be so much more than we often live out. Those who are in Christ are children of the King and have been given power to fulfill the calling God has given them uh, to reign in his likeness. As vice regents and likeness of Christ, we enter into the pain of the world and begin to push back against the brokenness and evil we encounter. Instead of being ruled by fear and insecurity, the Spirit of God empowers God's people with humble boldness and regal courage to rule over circumstances of our lives. Christians have actively shaped the world around us so that over time our environments have become more loving and more reflective of God's order and beauty. Our privilege of reigning with Christ is also a responsibility meant to be exercised in every aspect of our lives, especially at work. How can you exercise your vice regency in your workplace? How can you lead while also serving others? Where are you responding in fear and anxiety instead of boldness and courage? How are you shaping the world around you to be more in line with God's loving character? And then in the deeper at work section, it has uh, a part from an architect. He says, as an architect and a Christian, I'm ever conscious of creation. The heart of my work is to shape the created order by bringing about new buildings. God's display his sovereignty and creation, and he has given humans the remarkable gift of participating in his reign. When I remember that God's kingdom finds expression in the humans, in the reign of humans over earth, I can look to his creative principles for guidance in designing buildings that are beautiful and well-made. One of the first churches I designed provided an opportunity for me to consider God's creation at my own design. 
I wanted to let creation always be present in the space so people inside the sanctuary could see God's handiwork and reign while they worshiped. The design incorporated a series of light wells on the two sides of the room so that changes in the light outside would be felt in the room. When considering the acoustics in the room, we decided to refrain from architecturally isolating the space from noise outside. So, for example, a loud crash of thunder would be felt in the room, and this would serve to remind people of God's presence. When I design a building, I must use material God made. I must consider the climate that he designed, and I must know the local culture immediately, intimately, if I am to bring forth a good building. In all buildings I work on, there is a push and pull, so to speak. It will be easy for me to overwhelm creation with my design. It would be just as easy to retreat from creation by treating it as something to be contained or forced into the background. Yet, if I am able to handle the responsibility over creation that God gave me, I should approach architecture with humility. Architects have so much to learn, lest we do great damage to the world around us. In all this, I am reminded that creation was marred by human sin. In all buildings, the nails will rust, the roof will leak, the walls will crack. Yet even in the midst of decay that we brought into creation by our rebellion against God, they are glimpses of redemption. For one of my projects, the renovation of an old theater, I choose a material called Corton Steel for the entryway. The chemistry of this steel allows it to rust to a point almost the way copper will patine, pat, patine uh, sorry if I said that wrong, over time. And as water passes over it, it stains any material downstream. By allowing this stain to run over... Um, the material comprising the theater's entrance, like concrete. I visually merged them in a beautiful way. This theater reminds me of Hebrews 11.10. It reminds me that though we have the gift to add to creation, what we build is not permanent. We must look ahead to the city with foundations who architect and builder is God. Father, I thank you for the author and for his ways of being able to interpret your word and give us some ideas on how to live out the purpose you have given us on earth. I ask that our hearts be opened, Holy Spirit, that we see areas where we have been um, reigning well and that we can take encouragement in that and continue to serve you in that way. But I also ask I also ask Holy Spirit that you show us ways in which we have not been reigning well or we haven't been reigning at all. Show us the domains you want us to participate in. Give us your courage for your word says that you do not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound mind. Help us, Holy Spirit, to use your love, use your power and your sound mind and all the fruits of the Spirit to 
engage the creation around us, to engage the domain that you have put us in, to lead well, to follow well, because each of us are called to lead something and to also submit and to follow something. You are an amazing God and a, an amazing creator, and you made us in your image to where we can create as well. I love the story of the architect and how he tried to find ways to bring both his creation and your creation together and to make your presence be known and everything. Help us to look for your presence in the domains that you've given us and how to uh, bring creation and, and, and ruling reign together in that. We submit to you now, Lord Jesus, and say that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we follow your example and how we are supposed to go out and be ambassadors and reign as well. We thank you for the gift of what you did at the cross and for coming to the earth and bringing uh, back our part of the creation into the correct order. Help us to continue to join in with you um, in prayer through the way you want us to to, to participate in, in your reign. We thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and weekend.